Welcome to the Programmatic Digest, a podcast dedicated to review industry headlines and trends in the programmatic and digital ad tech world. I'm Ellen Parker, your host and Chief Programmatic Sensei of Ellen Parker Consulting, where we offer customizable training in programmatic media. Welcome to the Programmatic Digest podcast, everybody tuning in. Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm doing lovely. How are you? I am very, very excited to have you. You're like my goal, like your goat. I this is out, y'all. If you don't know yet, uh, I came across an article Sarah wrote about the the cookie, how it all started, how this all mess of cookie deprecation all started. And it took us back to back in 2015, 17, when I started mm-hmm. with Apple, Firefox, and everything. And I used that content in the course, the reach and frequency course. And it's, it's been great. Like it's like, awesome. you've done all the research and I was like, I'm just going to quote her <laughs> everywhere. Here it is, you know? <laughs> and then I reached out to you and you were like, yeah, let's do this. And I was like, this is so fucking awesome. Let's do it. So <laughs> thank, you for being here. thank you. Yeah, for being thank here. you for having me. So Sarah, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, what you're doing now? What gets you excited before we get into the episode? We're going to talk about how to prepare for the signal loss. And how, what is, how, why it's so important to look at environment, um, be like a clean rooms or something like that. But in the meantime, I'd love for you to introduce yourself for those who don't know you yet. Yeah, absolutely. So I am Sarah Pali. I'm a senior director of marketing, marketing technology at Hearts and Science. I've been here for five and a half years. Whoa. That, I, was, I know. Like, it's like OG decade, style. <laughs> Yeah, it's like dog years, like one year in programmatic yeah. is a dog year. I swear I keep saying yes. that. Anyway, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. And before that, I was at the Washington Post um, on their digital advertising team. So that's really where I got my start in the industry, um, was on the publisher side. And it's a great place to start. Yeah, it's kind of at the end of the food chain of getting things live. But <laughs> essentially what a media planner builds and sends to a publisher Mm-hmm. I would traffic that creative that they sent over, QA it, make sure it was live on the website, get them screenshots, the whole nine yards. And then as I grew through that, um, found the opportunity with Hearts to really work with a plethora of different vendors. And that's what really excites me is I kind of need to know yeah. about all of all of them in some shape, way, or form. I don't need to know them super in depth because that's why you ask questions and yeah. you have other team members. Um, and so at Hearts, particularly the past couple of years, I really focused in on the privacy changes that are happening, okay. um, particularly right now with the browser cookie changes that happened with Apple. Yeah. And then Apple decided, okay, I'm done with cookies. I'm going to go and take out the IDFA, the ID <laughs> in, in, the, um, in the app. So it's just, that's how we got to signal loss is everyone talked about cookie deprecation. Everyone's been talking about co- third-party cookies. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, it's not the only signal that's going away. We're like, we're seeing signal loss happen across the board and like uh, we care for all of them in different ways. Nice. So, um, as part of that, I also sit on OMG Future Signals Task Force yeah. where we've got one of us from all the different agencies, different backgrounds, and we do a quarterly presentation to clients to help them figure out, navigate the future signals. We dive yeah. deep into CTV. We dive deep into the Google announcements. We dive dove deep into IDFA mm-hmm. when that was redacted. Um, what did that look like? What were we seeing to CPMs? Um, so really, just giving our clients and internal folks across OMG access to 
education, help them. And then from there, we usually build out some kind of um, action plan. And so I'm really excited. We've kicked this off with all of the clients at heart, um, but built an action plan for it's called navigating the future signals, <laughs> but very actionable, an audit and an assessment, and then a plan for how we're going to reach their users wherever they may be and continue to help build their business goals. Um, all while being agile as industry announcements come, we all know last week that Google Chrome um, said, okay, we're going to push this to 2024. There was all sorts of memes and, and different feels on, on yeah. that. Okay, so I'm going to take the next 30 seconds to let you know about the Reach Frequency, which is a course you have asked me for, okay? And I've spent a lot of time crafting every single lesson just for you. Why should you even consider? And then I'm already pretty aware of what's going on for my advertising. I love your podcast content. This is where I'm here. Cool, great. But you may know somebody that really wants to learn about programmatic advertising and don't know where to start, right? Most likely you've received training via your current job or via a previous job, right? You work for an agency, you work for a partner or a vendor in the industry, and they provided uh, the, the training, right? Is that how you got here? Well, did you know that that's the, actually the only way to get training nowadays? Like if for any one of our friends in the digital marketing world, it's really hard for us to, for them to really learn anything if they don't know who, where, and, and, and really what to look for. So the Reach and Frequency course is geared for those people. It's going to take you from zero to 100, from fundamentals to how to run a successful programmatic media campaign, how to run a successful department if you wish to be a leader or lead a department in programmatic advertising. The Reach and Frequency course is for you. Okay, we talk about we talk about anything from fundamentals. We talk about anything from who are the key players in the industry. But the biggest thing is that I give you my recommendation, my feedback, my guides. I was a trader. I was a buyer for few for eight plus years, right? And I led teams. I led teams of buyers. So I'm really, really, really good when it comes to running a programmatic advertising strategy, implementing, executing, optimizing, and reporting on, and then selling some more. I'm really good at that. So yeah, you can probably get most of this training out there. Great. Don't only stop at with my course. Continue training because that's 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 what it's all about, right? But what you won't get anywhere else and you'll get with me is all of that experience I've been able to gather, you've been able to implement. Like this is an interactive course for you to learn anything you should know about programmatic advertising, whether you're already working in it or you're trying to work in the industry. So check out the Reach and Frequency course brought to you by me, your very own programmatic coach. I'm very grateful for this experience that I've gone through the last two years and I'm here to teach you everything that I know. Check out reachandfrequency.live, reachandfrequency.live, and now back to the episode. Um, yeah, I have you seen that one? It's on LinkedIn and on Instagram. It's um, it's like a GIF, I think, or it's like a 10 second video of like Google announcing it. And then you see like, uh, like yes. people in the office, like just from saying, yeah. Wall Street with Leonardo yeah, that's the Wall Street. Uh, <laughs> and then you see like WPP dead too. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so 
fucking funny. Yeah. I literally keep laughing and watching the thing over and over every time it comes through my 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 timeline. Like I don't get tired of watching some of them too. <laughs> uh, but this is too much to entertain me too. So it is. It's so it is. It's, yeah, I think there I you know, I had <laughs> dual feelings when that came well, out. Girl. Um not to stop. No one's surprised. We'll yeah, we're not we're not surprised. <laughs> Honestly, don't think. And then we're we're moving into the conversation right now, but I don't think that's gonna ever happen at this point. And if it does, it's not going to be. I feel like they're just gonna shave off a few things of the mm. was allowed in the cookies, but there's still going to be some level of targeting of the cookies that will be able to access. Like some level of the information will still be there, but it might not be the traditional cookies anymore. What do you think? What do you think about that? Based yeah. On- yeah, tell me the truth. Is it crazy to think like that, or is it like no? Some people preparing. are like, "This is never gonna happen." I'm um, still preparing, though. <laughs> I think. Oh yeah, you gotta. Oh, you gotta yeah. be prepared. Like the Boy Scout Girl Scout motto is always be prepared. <laughs> uh, I think it will happen eventually. Third-party okay. cookies will just go away. Mm-hmm. The timing for Chrome. I mean, I'm not a betting woman, and I don't think anybody could really guess. There's a lot of factors. Oh my god, go into this. Mm-hmm. Um. All the different privacy laws and regulations, not just in the U.S. states, but yeah. around the world. Yeah. And they're all slightly different. And Chrome is a global product. They have to meet different expectations. Yeah, they made right. that commitment with, with CMA in the U.K., and but that's just the U.K. And, and so I think that complicates it a bit. Mm-hmm. How does it work with all of the different privacy regulations that are coming out and, and, and coming out of the woodworks? and you know, there's U.S. proposal of no contextual targeting or no behavioral targeting, but like, what does that actually mean? How is that going to be possible? What does that mean for their product? Um, Google's not taking the Apple way of it, of just ripping the Band-Aid off and like, it is what it is. Yeah. Part of me is like, can you just do it? Like, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We figured it out with Apple. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure something out. It'll be, yeah. it'll be something. Yeah. Um, but I got, you know, I understand that, you know, it's a massive company. They they touch both yeah. sides of the spectrum. Yeah. There's also um the DOJ lawsuit and such going on with Google. Like, is it gonna get broken up? They want they gave that con- um that offer of like taking out Google ads or something. And then the 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 team was like, no, that's not enough as a consolation prize. So we think there's a lot of a lot of external factors that play into their timing. Mm-hmm. I hope that we do get to see the sandbox APIs actually come out next year for advertising use cases. Okay. So okay. something I like to remind our teams and also our clients is, yeah, the privacy sandbox website gives you a timeline mm-hmm. and it says it's, it's topics API has started. It has, but that doesn't mean it has for our use cases in our world. So when you think about the ecosystem, yeah. the DSPs have to adopt that technology and start to absorb those signals and make sense of those signals yeah. before we can even bid on those signals. You're right. So there's a bit of a layering that kind of has to happen before uh, we can actually get to, okay, does topics, how does it compare to cookies today? How is it comparing to us bidding on um, an ID such as the ramp ID? Got it. They're okay. also very different things. You're going, you're going against many versus one. Um, so you know, a bit, bit of a pineapples and watermelon scenario, <laughs> if you want to call it that. Uh, but yeah, I hope we get better insights 
And that yeah. gives us time to make better recommendations for clients when it comes to their buying platforms. Um, but who knows? We'll, yeah. we'll, it's, I think it's, so wait and see. It's like really a good perspective that you're sharing because indeed, like when for a trader, for somebody on, on the activation side, like myself, you know, I offer consulting. I'm focusing on training uh, folks in programmatic mm -hmm. activation, my expertise in media buy. And uh, now what we're starting doing, what I'm really excited about is just helping that talent get placed somewhere. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the biggest things during our training is like, how do you get prepared for cookie less? And right now it's very conceptual. And then some DSPs don't offer a lot of visibility. I mean, I work with a big, um, a really big and robust DSP, uh, one of the leading ones. And they're not able to go down to even reporting. What's the difference yeah. in the segment? How much of this is ID solution? How much of it is third party still? And yep. it's just like crazy. So as they're pushing that deadline, I'm just like, well, DSPs can't even catch up to it yet. So, <laughs> um, you know, it would yeah. be nice to be able to identify how much of that percentage is ID solution, ID or um, third party. But I understand, like, I think you're, you're reminding folks that, y'all, there's actually a lot like there's a lot of shit going on on the back end. We yeah. just had to remember that this is just the, 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 the you know, the top. <laughs> like, yeah, I think of it as yeah. like a, the iceberg in the water. People just, <laughs> yes. like the whole shit is at the bottom. So like, we gotta, be, we gotta remember that iceberg at the bottom within the Absolutely. water. Which I really love for you to maybe refresh our mind for the listener and myself <laughs> about <laughs> like, what, what do the industry defined as like a signal or a signal lost. Um, because I think we are so good at just coming up with new terms in our programmatic <laughs> space and then using those terms interchangeably and confusing mm -hmm. the F out of everybody else. <laughs> so yeah, talk to me about like what we should uh, understand when we talk about signals and signal loss. And then let's move into like preparation. Yeah. Yeah. So a signal cookies, Third-party cookies have been the backbone of digital advertising since it came about in 1996, and they haven't changed. <laughs> but our behavior, our devices, everything has changed. So if you think about back in 1996, and you see a small percentage of U.S., we'll just keep a focus on the U.S., um, I think the stat was like a single-digit percent of U.S. households had a computer. And you had one computer, probably one browser. Internet Explorer, maybe Safari if you had a Mac. Uh-huh. And it was just one. That was it. And, and we got tied up. So and, the struggle and, was and dial up. Yep. <laughs> so it was like a one-to-one. -one. It was very like simple. And the cookie was built for like someone added this to their cart so that the business knew. Like that was yeah. the kind of original like basic yeah. case. Mm -hmm. And as digital grew and as consumer behavior change. We have multiple screens. I have a Fire tablet. I have a work computer. I had a work phone. I have a personal phone. Yeah. And I'm doing a lot of different things yeah. on all of them. And sometimes I start seeing something somewhere and then I finish it over here on this device. Mm -hmm. Now I have a bajillion cookies mm -hmm. and it's like, whoa, what is going on? And, and people realized this is a solid signal. Yeah. for us to reach consumers yeah. to sell more things and meet them where they are. And so it just blew up, blew up massively. And we've all, you know, the industry has been super successful. And then Apple came and said, you know, we want to believe in privacy and that's not today. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah that's that's when, they. <laughs> when they came and was like, mm, the third party cookie probably isn't privacy safe. And that's where the ball got rolling. Yeah. So I would say that third party cookie is like the initial signal. Mm-hmm. But then we also went to other things. We got apps. So then you have an IDFA or an ADID. So that's another signal. Signal is just something that we can get to use. It could be a contextual signal too. I mean, we've got great improvements in AI and machine learning to help improve contextual targeting. And initially, a lot of it was like, oh, for brand safety, we don't want to run against these things. Mm-hmm. But now we can get pretty smart and be like, okay, around these topics, mm-hmm. we want our brands and our advertising to be there, which helps publishers. And it's yeah. not so much a black and white situation. So really a signal is kind of anything we can use. Email, uh, hashed, no PII, uh, cookie, first party cookie, such as analytics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, with CTV coming, there's more signals there. Um, and um, what was the other one I was going to um, say? Oh, it's blinking. But uh, so many different things. Search came about. Social apps came about. And so it was like all this information. You've got IP address, which is probably the next key signal that is going to kind of go away. So while it's very easy for everyone to say, oh, third-party deprecation, and we we saw this a lot with our clients, there's a lot of that just covering everything. And it's like, makes sense. But cookies are in a web browser. Yeah. That's one environment. And so we decided, um, to kind of branch out to say, okay, signal loss, future signals, and looking at it more holistically because third-party cookies live here in a browser, but IDFA lives in your app on your iPhone. Got it. So Those are two very different things. So like a signal can be identified as like a on like, like a digital touch point. Yeah. Like literally everywhere you're touching ends uh, into web, like you're you know, you're um, making a signal, <laughs> you're creating a signal. Yeah. And yeah. that touch point is what you, we are referring as signals. So now you're giving us the perspective that, yeah, cookie deprecation is, is a big deal, but there's mm-hmm. actually a lot more. So talk to mm-hmm. us about the, well, you just talked about some of the challenges with Apple. Thank you. Um, so how, like, how can, here's a million dollar question. How do you start? <laughs> Where do we start with this whole mess? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Um, and so I've built a framework for the agency for our clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, what do we do? And key thing is, where's your media running? Mm-hmm. And in what environment? So let's take Hulu as an example. Okay. I can watch Hulu on the Hulu app on my phone. On phone my yeah. mm-hmm. okay. I can also watch it on my Samsung CTV. Okay. I can also watch Hulu on a browser on my laptop computer. Yep. So I have access to this in three different environments and the signals vary in all of those different environments. Mm-hmm. So Hulu app for iOS, mm. if they choose to ask if I want my, um, my to be tracked, I say yes or no. That's if we, if or not, we get the IDFA on CTV, probably use my IP address. Okay. And on the web browser, they're going to use cookies. So you got to start to break it down by environment. And then we get to another level of really the internet is going to become even more two worlds, the authenticated world 
the logged in world, signed in world, we know yeah. who the person yeah. is. And then the unauthenticated space, which will yeah. most likely be the biggest portion. Right, right. In unauthenticated and authenticated, then you also have those environments underneath it. Mm-hmm. And you have the different marketing platforms and publishers. So some publishers, you can be unauthenticated and authenticated if mm-hmm. you've reached that limit of number of articles to read. Welcome to the Programmatic Meetup. Yay! I'm so excited about this community that we're building. It's going to be a safe space for media buyers, ad ops, uh, programmatic ninjas, data analysts like you and I, you know, just to come up and talk about our day-to-day challenges in our direct roles, some of my, some of our wins and some of our um, opportunities to grow, to educate ourselves. Some of the topic of discussion includes anything from optimization, best practice, QA, templating, workflow, um, ver- operational workflow. I'll have guest appearance. I'm bringing my network to you. And the best part of it is that you'll have one-on-one questions with them. Oh, I'm so excited about this, yo. I'm so hyped. Um, so what to expect in your membership, right? Um, you can expect one hour call every first and third Wednesday of the month. Access to all the recordings for the paid members within our community. Um, discounted one-on-one consulting with me and some of the guests that will be gracing us with their presence and their appearance. Customizable trainings, but most importantly, new best friends y'all i'm very excited about this opportunity this is a community for you and i this is a community for us to just join forces and really really share really just being able to be together in a community there's so much growth when you're in a community when you're able to relate to people or somebody understands where you're coming from um from from different perspective right so so join today programmatic meetup community is open to you bring your friends Tell your friends to bring his friends, to bring her friends and his friends to meet up with us. Um, we respect you. We love you. We appreciate you. We're ready to like uh, support you. So make sure you join the programmatic meetup. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Yeah, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm very excited about this. So thank you so much and see you soon. Right. Oh, that's another conversation. I, I Layers. Yeah, I have a love-hate situation with those kind, like those articles. But then again, I should just invest because I support the company. Yeah. You know, yeah. and for journalism and everything. you know, journalism. <laughs> for journalism. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> that's so interesting. Okay, so the best way if I had to recap this and like let's see if somebody had to stop the podcast now, even though there's more juicy stuff coming up, it would be really understanding where everything is running and yeah. sometimes I think there might be limitation because like tracking and measurement might be mm-hmm. one of those things as well but really identifying where though that in what the environment is and identifying how things are measured or at least sourced right how those touch points mm-hmm. coming up mm-hmm. is the best way to get started now once we identified that how do we how do you answer that question of measurement and attribution That's a really hard one. So the industry, from my perspective, has focused a lot on targeting, targeting solutions. Yeah. You build a target these people. So we've got all these open web identifiers, Ramp ID, UID2, ID Fusion, ID5. I mean, there's, I think I've heard there's like over 80 across the world. There's so many of them. Fabric ID from Newstar. 
And so that was, that's like really what the the focus has been on. And that's to get the back to the Mm one-on-one. Well, that works if there's some kind of identifier to match. So essentially an email is going to be probably our strongest signal. Mm -hmm. So someone needs to be logged in. Okay. Well, that's a piece of the pie. Mm. Works great for Facebook. Works great for Hulu. Um, Works great probably for major publishers that have um, different paywall levels. Doesn't work great if I'm just Googling something and reading an article. Mm-mm. And so that's where the contextual will come in. Oh, um, yeah. But we've been so focused on targeting. Yeah. And we haven't really talked about measurement. And I've brought this up in a couple different um, industry scenarios. Mm-hmm. And we got to be able to measure this stuff. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if the client, if we can't attribute it to paid media, and then the client can attribute that to sales, essentially that revenue and that money is at risk. Yeah, that's kind of the approach it's like, hey, yeah. no, 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 this is a business impact. This isn't like a paid media thing. Like, this mm-hmm. is much larger than, you know, spending $20 million on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I agree. No, I agree. Um, yeah, I don't, I think it's the hard one because there is an investment that needs to be done. Um, mm-hmm. It's not proving ROI right away because we live in this instant gratification world where everything needs to be not only like proved, but how can we make it better? How is things activating? And so sometimes measurement is one of those things that like, oh yeah, we can just report on it via the DSP. And it's yeah. limiting because like you said, it's not only like your programmatic bias, like the marketing. And, and when I do, and again, when I do some of the trainings, they always ask like, oh, how do you know which strategy to come up with, which audience to come up with? And I'm always like, well, what are you trying to do? <laughs> like, yes. What are we trying to do? Oh, we're just trying to have a CPA on the $12. But what is that going to do from a business yes. perspective? Like if you're trying to sell cars, you can't really sell cars on, on your website unless you are Carvana. Um, but if you're like a local dealership, like you're maybe just looking for you know, finish, like sell those, those, uh, those cars, those amount of cars, whatever it is for the month. But for us from a programmatic and marketing perspective, at least online, how can those people can find out more information online? What type of messaging, again, going back to the environment, where are they spending the most time? Mm-hmm. Um, once you figure it out when they're spending the most time, that's how you're going to be able to implement the measurement. And again, measurement can be as something such as tracking all the way through. But mm-hmm. then where does the, you know, privacy consent, unconsented measurement, yeah. where's that line? And I think I don't, and I don't, I don't even know, I don't know. <laughs> no, like when somebody tells me like, we're going to figure it out to get there. Okay. And then we're going to add, ask other experts to help us out here. Yeah. Um, but where's that, that, that blurted line, you know, how do you make sure that you, how do we make sure that we fix measurement fix? Okay, like it's just opening a bottle, um, but at the same time, still remain consented. Yeah. So in the U.S., there are five, potentially six, okay, privacy laws that are coming next year. Oh, we boy. still are taking an opt-out approach. Okay. So in GDPR in the EU and the UK, you have to opt in. You have to give that consent to be tracked. So essentially everything got wiped to zero yeah. mm-hmm. and then you started from scratch. Mm-hmm. Currently in the U.S., everything is opting out, you have which is a lot of work on the consumer side. Most people haven't done it. I tried when the CCPA first came out. Yeah. Uh, I wrote a blog post about it. It is a lot of work. And I stopped after like 10 sites because I was like, I have to do this for every single website I visit. 
Oh, and wow. The website. Yeah. And, yeah. and then going into Facebook and you can click yeah. the different categories Gosh. and it's like four or five clicks to like get at it. And I was like, I don't care enough yeah. to be able to do this. Yeah. So when it comes to privacy laws, I think until we shift to that opt-in society, there's impacts, but I don't think it'll be massive at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, losing the various signals is what really has impacted measurement and attribution. So yeah. IDFA was how you matched for iOS. Mm. If somebody doesn't say yes to the client's app and yes to say the Peloton app, we can't do in-app attribution. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. So that's a very much of an opt-in example. And so for measurement, it's like, all right, what are we measuring? How are we measuring? Like, what are we using to measure? Okay. For search, we're using floodlights. Okay. That's going to be fine. We'll check that box. Yeah. Uh, Facebook, we're using the Facebook pixel. Mm -hmm. Not fine. That's not going to be able to work in the future. What's the solution? Facebook and the social apps have come out with conversion APIs, which is essentially a way to safely send data from one endpoint to another. You could use your tag manager to do it. You could use um, a cloud service. There's like seven different possibilities to do it. Mm -hmm. And so then we start to kind of break down, okay, that's a focus. That's a priority. We need to get that done to ensure that. Mm -hmm. And you kind of have to kind of go environment, publisher, and you kind of have to get really in the weeds. And that's what the teams are doing at Hearts now. Um, you're like really opening up the hood and like really getting deep into where and what. And so then we start to see, okay, where are our measurement gaps? MMM is not going to be impacted. Probably a North Star, continue with that. MTA, I'm sure you've seen articles, headlines, people are like, MTA is dead. It's not dead, it's evolving. And it's like, what is the data source to power that MTA? And so a lot of MTA is powered today by the Google data transfer files, the log files. It's got all the raw data. Mm-hmm. We can run all tor- different types of queries and such on it. Yeah, Those log files are going away. They've also been said to be going away for, since 2018, but uh, that'll go when cookies go. Is yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll, that one's still, this is still kicking. And uh, <laughs> I want to briefly uh, refresh everyone's mind. MTA stands for multi-touch attribution. Yes. And then what was the first one you said? M- MMM. Which is? Um, model. Um, marketing yeah. mixed modeling okay okay mixed modeling and so briefly again for for the listener <laughs> i know we have so many acronyms right like what Crazy. is the difference between the two what is the biggest difference between mmm and then a uh, uh, multi-touch attribution multi-touch attribution um is more of like it could be based on the last click more real time um mm-hmm. more actionable mmm is a much longer view into the measurement and it also includes not just digital many times, like they'll bring in radio, they'll bring in linear TV, and it's a more of a holistic picture. Um, We're trying to find ways to tie digital to linear um, with different tech partners so that the MTA has other channels in it. Yeah. But it originally kind of was mostly um, on digital and, and last click to give the attribution for wherever the user saw the ad last clicked on it, that kind of got, got it. Got it. But MTA lets us kind of see more of the journey uh-huh. and you can actually give different parts of the journey credit. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's what most, again, from a DSP perspective, from a buy side perspective, that's where most DSP have a MTA mm-hmm. 
option. Uh, uh, MMM yeah. option is more you have to bring in an external partner to help you really yeah. identify a place and stuff. Yeah. Like Got it. Yeah. Okay. yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense for sure. Um, all right. So before we go into the closing uh, segment, what would be your 30 second recommendation to somebody that's just listening to the podcast and be like, yo, I don't, I can't even like how, who, and when, what is one thing you want them, one actionable insight that they could probably implement like today or tomorrow? Like it was that one thing you can leave us with. I would say ask questions uh-huh. is constantly changing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my entire role and the folks <laughs> on the team, like yeah. we keep a pulse on the industry. Like we're focused <laughs> on like, oh, Apple said today that there's roles. They might build a DSP. Okay. Google <laughs> announced this. So-and-so said this. Uh-huh. We may not know how all the pieces come together, yeah. but we're like, okay, noted. That came out. Noted. That came out. Mm-hmm. Um. So being intellectually curious and open-minded at Exchanger, I think is a great source to kind yeah, of like see uh, mm-hmm. on, the, on the pulse. They are coming out with um, at, ex, at Explained, I think is their new column. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. And I and it's kind of to break everything down. Yeah. I mean, it's so complicated really. so fast. So yeah. as, and that's a free resource for everybody. Yeah. Yes. You have to give them your email to read more than one thing, but- <laughs> It's a free resource. And so that is what I recommend to a lot of people that ask me, like, how do you keep up with all of this? Yeah. Like at Exchanger and ask questions and don't be afraid to ask questions because it does change so quickly Mm -hmm. and things are changing so quickly that even as an expert that literally follows this for two years and I'm like in the over way over my head of information, there are times where someone asks me something like, Like great question. Yeah, it's didn't even think of that scenario. <laughs> it's one of those things like, wow, okay, cool. <laughs> what is um what is your definition of programmatic advertising, like our space? Um, if you had to explain to my seven-year-old niece Amina what programmatic <laughs> advertising is, how would you tell her? How would you explain what programmatic is to her? Yeah. Um it's funny whenever I write POVs or tell someone to write a deck, I'm like, you're explaining this to your grandmother. Yeah. That's the, that's the goal. Now, yeah. And it's like, Oh, how do I do this? Yeah. Um, so programmatic advertising to a seven-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. yeah, that's funny. It, yeah. It's tough. It's a tough one. Yeah. I have to admit. I mean, I would say like the ads on the website, mm-hmm. but I don't think they know what those are. <laughs> So there is a good point that you're bringing up, right? Because a seven-year-old like in 1989 or like 10 years ago is different than a seven-year-old now. Like I was, I was born in 1989 and I feel like the seven-year-olds now are so much more fucking smarter than us. Yeah. At least, like, you know, we have like, we have different perspective on life, but like my nieces, the way they, they talk, the way they just carry themselves. Um, they're like already have a computer because they work well post pandemic. They're working with a computer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would, uh, yeah, I would explain that yeah, the ads on, um, the ads online are what we control and we're able to purchase and decide who's showing up and who's not showing up. Um, but it is yeah, really like an automated. Question. Yeah. Question. Yeah. It's a yeah really I mean, I, when I was at the Washington Post, there people, oh. are, you know, family and folks not in the industry, they're like, 
what do, what do you do? I mean, I still get that question. Even from best <laughs> friends, they're like, I have no idea what you do. And I'm like, you know the ads on the website? They're like, yeah. I'm like, I put them there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Like that was the end of the explanation. <laughs> so we could say we run the computers. Yeah. That put them there. <laughs> we do fund most of the internet. And I say that with a lot of confidence. Yes. We do fund most of the internet people. That is so important. Um, yes. As much as people, the hey, average yeah. mm-hmm. person or whomever is like, oh, I don't want advertising. I don't want targeting. I don't want behavioral, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, but let's think about the flip side of this. So <laughs> we have that privacy law in the US yeah. that says no behavioral targeting. Mm-hmm. Well, now when you look for that pair of shoes at Nordstrom and you bought that pair of shoes, it's still going to pop up. Because yeah. we have no way of knowing that that action took place. And so I do, I'm a little, while I believe there's a lot of innovation and it is the right thing to yeah. do industry-wise, privacy-wise, I think it's going to be a little bit of a shakeup for consumers Yeah, uh, yeah. experience when this first initially happened. Because mm-hmm. it can be like, wait, what? I already, yeah. already saw that. And we've seen the backlash on Reels yeah. on IG. So it'll, it's. It's one. Oh my gosh. That's another. I mean, we're at the end of the day, we have to remind ourselves we're consumers. Mm-hmm. We're consumers. We see this ourselves. We know it. We recognize it in different ways. Yeah. Um, and I challenge the industry and all of us in the sense is like, is this really going to help the consumer experience? Are yeah, we going to make it better? How do we make it better? So we aren't as annoyed. Yeah. Um, and we are willing to have that value exchange yeah. or a brand one-to-one so that I can get my interests met. And then they are also effectively spending their money. And honestly, if we got to take it back, um, that's why cookies was very first even created. Yeah. You know, those cookies. Exactly. Consumers uh, experience. It was for the user's experience. We just abused the shit out of it. But uh, from an advertising perspective. <laughs> But it was it was a user. It was for the user. So thank you so much for dropping so many. Yeah, gems. thank you so much for having um, me. I still have so many more questions, but I want to be respectful of your time, and we'll have you back for, on a different topic very very soon. Um, so if anybody had additional questions, how can they reach you anywhere? Like, how can they they get to you? Yeah, they can send me a message on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, Sarah Polly, P O L L I. Um, there's not many of us, uh, one or two others, but, uh, there is only one at hearts and science. So, um, yeah, message me. And if you, you know, are a brand that's like, Hey, I could use help preparing and guidance. Oh, yeah, please yeah. let me know. Definitely. Um, happy to assist in that as well. That is so great. Um, and Sarah's information would be in the, will be in the show notes at the bottom of either this YouTube video or this podcast. So thank you. Thank you again for dropping by. Thank you.